Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to our final Wednesday of the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we've been going over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard-directed feature, Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your other host. I'm Chris Henry from the EAA Aviation Museum. Oh, this feels like we're going uphill. Oh, man, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so difficult. I mean, we're there's so it, it's like every once in a while I think, oh, you know, sometimes I wake up on it. I look at the microphone. And I think, well, what are we going to talk about today? Because I think we've hit everything. But then <laughs> in this last week, I keep thinking, gosh, there's so much more to talk about. We really haven't even touched, you know, the, the scrape the iceberg on top of the iceberg for this. I'm the same way. I'm sitting here like, oh, my, we've done we've talked about this movie for 133 minutes. And there's still so much more. I mean, and that just is a tribute to the the amount of detail work that I think uh, they they really invested into the film. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine trying to work on this show and putting together all the stuff? I mean, we talked with we've talked with uh, Brett Cullen last week about how they had you know they had their own uh, flight uh, controller school and they had their own astronaut school just to learn about what it was like to talk like a flight controller or talk like an astronaut <laughs> or, or even dress like an astronaut. Um, my favorite story Brett Collins shared with us is the uh, uh, the gentleman who was sort of instructing them on how to be mission control uh, wanted to take them into a side room off of the mission control room, in a, which was a meeting spot. And, of course, this was a set, and it was set was so good that it, he, it fooled him, and he forgot. And it was just like a broom closet or something. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, where's my coffee pot? So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. But that's the level of detail that they went into on this movie. And, we've, yeah, we've had our little gripe sessions about this isn't the way it happened but it's it doesn't really matter this really they told the story here and right up until the, the very last moment um we uh we get into this um we're gonna uh, tomorrow we actually get um, we've 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 recorded these out of order so we we know what's coming up in some future uh episodes but uh one thing i didn't mention about tomorrow's episode is our our one glimpse of uh, of the real jim level there as a as a navy captain and he wanted to he wanted to wear his captain's uh, uh, uniform because that's the one he uh, retired in. So uh, that's that's for tomorrow, and we're 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 not going to talk about it because we have a bunch <laughs> of other stuff to discuss tomorrow. But I just wanted to get, fit fit that in. Um, but uh, t- today's today's uh, episode is more of the summing up. They, that's where we start uh, uh, Jim Lovell's narration, talking about where what happened next and what you know where different people wound up. And uh, the the number one thing that he talks about is the Apollo 13 investigation, which, uh, as I've been reading about it, and by the way, really thank God for the Internet because there's, there's so much detail out there that you can just crawl through and pour over. You can get the entire investigation of, uh, of Apollo 13 out at the NASA History Office site. Uh, and it has all the the work of the review board, which started only two days after splashdown. They sat down and and got a team together of uh, really people from all over. The head uh, Edgar uh, Courtright, who was the head of NASA's Langley Research Center, uh, was in charge of this uh, of this project, and uh, he gathered up a team from all the different uh, uh disciplines there he got them from uh well at the time it was it was lewis but uh, now it's the glenn research center uh the uh 
uh, all the, the flight dynamics people at Ames, uh, the uh, systems people from uh, 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 Johnson Space Center at the time it was Manned Space Center. Uh, he had astronauts like uh, uh, Neil Armstrong and Bill Anders, who were, you know, they were, as well as being astronauts, they were both test pilots and engineers. I mean, it's, I think... I think Neil Armstrong thought of himself as a Purdue alumni in first and then an astronaut second. <laughs> um, but all these all these folks got together and went over, uh, you know, just like an aircraft. Anybody who's anybody who has a background in aviation, every every little part, every nut and bolt has an airworthiness an airworthiness certificate attached to it, and they tracked down the entire history of uh, of the Apollo 13's uh, service module, um, and you know all this exhaustive uh investigation that they did uh Lovell mentions that uh, that a defect had occurred two years before he even be- became the the flight commander of apollo 13 um the uh the apollo 13 accident review board identified the cause of the explosion back in 1965 the command module had undergone a lot of improvements from block one to block two that included raising the permissible voltage to the heaters and the oxygen tanks from 28 to 65 volts DC, but the problem was the thermostat switches on the heaters hadn't been modified, so that that one little step was missed in the process, and that subjected the wiring in the vicinity of the heaters to a real high temperature, a thousand degrees Fahrenheit, which uh, degraded the uh, the Teflon insulation that was around the uh, the wires. But the idea that this all this investigation, all these different parts and things. Being able to tra- uh, trace it all the way back to the wrong uh, thermostat on a wire in something that had burned up in the atmosphere when the when the service module re- uh, re-entered the Earth's atmosphere, um, being able to track all that down and say this is what happened to the number two oxygen tank on a, on board Apollo 13, I, I find I find that an amazing story in itself, and I know I know they can't they couldn't add on another. 10 minutes to this movie showing that investigation. But uh, to me, that's just another fascinating uh, achievement of the, uh, the, of NASA and the Apollo program is being able to track something down like that. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's the same. You know, I think I look at NASA, you know, they do different jobs, but I look at NASA as the same regard. I look at like the National Air and Space Museum with just how accurately uh, or how awesomely accurate they are with everything that they do. And yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, because you, you know, can you imagine you have to do a, a crash investigation? Okay, let's call it that. You have to do a crash investigation with with no wreckage because the wreckage didn't come back. So, yeah, you know, all you have to go on is some some grainy photos that they took, you know, up in space. I mean, that that that's incredible. No, it's it's, it's stunning, and they, I mean, they went through the telemetry to figure out where, you know, every every piece of information they could. They just found where the the temperature gauge went high and then it went low and then they they noticed the explosion so they said because of this one sensor that was in the tank from that little bit of data they could piece together the clues as to where to look for the problem and then just going through gosh all the you know, i mean think about you know you think about your car think about trying to figure out well this was an oil change that happened three years ago in my car and that's what caused uh i used the wrong kind of oil and that's what caused uh my fuel injectors to uh to clog up it's that level of uh, detail, being able to, to pull all this out. But all these folks here, you know, I, I mean, these are a lot of the folks that worked on the investigation were out of what was then the Lewis Research Center and is now Glenn. They're all the old NACA, the, the, 
the the guys with the white scarves around their necks that go out and try out new equipment. And if anybody's going to find it, it would have been Lewis and now Glenn. They, they 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 do all the testing. They they know the limits of all the all the different equipment. So being able to track it down, they had the right people uh, to figure this out. And the fact that they turned around and only, gosh, I think it was I think it was three and a half months of of doing the investigation. In three months, they knew pretty much the complete picture of what happened and where where it went wrong. And uh, you know, and then they they managed to go through all the other equipment that had been out there. You know, when Apollo fourteen went up, it was probably one of the safest uh, service modules that had ever been in space because it had been gone over with a fine tooth comb to make sure everything is up to date everything had the right you know version number and everything had the right uh hardware update on it so uh just a, an astonishing uh a, a triumph of competency just, just like just like uh, gene kranz always wanted <laughs> yeah it uh, is it, it's a, it's a true and i love how you know in the film they make reference to the fact you know he really did say it that you know this is going to be our finest hour but it really is. I mean, because here we are, you know, 50 years later, looking back at this moment that could have very easily been a catastrophe, but because of the uh, the hard work and dedication of the people on the ground, as I've said before, the 400,000 people that worked on Apollo, uh, none of those people would give up. Nobody wanted to let them down. And uh, certainly Mission Control, you had to look no further than that, the door to Mission Control Room you know, to find heroes. And those guys, uh, they pulled off the impossible. And I really do think it's one of NASA's proudest moments. Yeah, it came from a from an incident, but you know what? They they pulled themselves out of it. And that, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it, the thing that I that keeps coming up, and it, it, it's, it's shown in this movie, and you feel like, yeah, it's a bit of a movie thing, but it really is. When we talk to NASA people, everybody that we talk to at NASA they truly cared about their job. It's not just lip service. This is, um, you know, being tough and competent. That that's a feature that runs through all of NASA. I mean, I think if you had anybody that didn't care about their job at NASA, it that would be an extreme anomaly. All these people realize that what they do, human lives are on the line. This is, you know, you're on the you're on the edge of disaster at all times, and you you no matter how many fail-safes and backups that you put into it, you have to worry about what did I forget? What did I miss? And I think that that constant, uh, I, it, this this lesson has to get taught every once in a while, unfortunately, through things like Challenger and Columbia, that the default setting is be safe. Be, you know, keep the the lives of the astronauts have to be upper, uppermost in your mind. That's why in in this iteration where we are right now there's the the two major um uh the, the two major leaps into into space right now and we'll be talking about that more later on in the week but the uh, both the SLS plans with Orion and uh, SpaceX's plans with the Dragon the number one concern is the safety of the crew uh, and they they were you know testing the abort systems again and again making sure that there's nothing that was m- mistaken if uh if a parachute test failed they tried again they made the systems as uh you can't make them foolproof but you can make them full resistant and i think we are now flying um, among the safest ships that can be made um i'm really looking forward to both you know where where the uh things like crew dragon are going but also with uh, orion making sure that those those ships can uh, make it back from the moon uh it's 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 definitely 
up, the uppermost thought is the safety of the crew, and I'm I'm really pleased about that. Um, I, it's it's difficult. Uh, the shuttle with the shuttle we had a bit of a compromise because it, there was a budget problem. Uh, there were issues with what uh, the needs of the of the crew versus the needs of the Air Force, uh, and those were always in play. Uh, much to uh, I I think the dismay of a lot of people that worked at NASA. Uh, the inability to have an abort system that would work on on the shuttle it was overlooked and to the detriment of, of the crews um, but we've put that to bed and I don't think we'll ever we'll ever have a situation hopefully not uh, that you're <laughs> that you're in a um, you, you know that that little quiver that you that you kind of feel when you hear them say go with throttle up uh, I, I I don't think we have that anymore with uh, with the abort systems that are available on our on our current ships, um, not to say, not to say that we you know you can't you you can try to expect the unexpected, but when the unexpected happens, you do your best to uh, uh, to solve the problems one step at a time, as you know as we saw here in Apollo thirteen. Um, but I think getting rid of the the places for the unexpected to occur uh, are yeah, I think that that's a paramount to the the safety of of sending people into deep space. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Some, I agree. But something to look forward to. And yeah, and I, I mean, that's one of the best things about this, uh, about this series that I'm, I'm really happy about. I mean, and we have to admit it finally, Chris, that, uh, the main reason that we did this, <laughs> the main reason we did this podcast was so that we could, we could talk to people, which we otherwise have no business talking <laughs> we, to. Yeah. We just wanted to talk to cool people. And, <laughs> and you know what? It worked. <laughs> it did. It did. Mission accomplished. You know, yes. Like that sign on the wall. At, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It uh, uh, it worked out. Little did they know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was good. They thought they were answering questions, but actually, they were yeah. <laughs> helping, letting us geek out in the privacy of our own homes. Exactly, so. exactly. Like, dude, I can't believe we're gonna talk to this person. <laughs> I can't believe I'm friends with Brett Collard on Facebook. Like, this yeah. is insane. <laughs> it's Bruce Wayne's dad. He's yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's been it's been a it's been a good run. I think we've had a we've had a really good time on all of this. And uh, you know, we're talking about this like it's the last episode. There's a couple more to go. Well, yeah, a couple <laughs> more to go. But it's it's. Yeah. The last week it's just so uh oh man i can't yeah. believe it wow no it's been good but uh we uh we have uh, we have some really good episodes coming up we've i know as, as, we've, as i said we've recorded these out of uh out of order but i know we have a really good episode tomorrow and uh, uh then we'll have our, our well we'll have i don't want to say our last episode i, I want to say we're going to have our last episode of the regular season will be on friday and uh, uh, we're gonna finish yeah, up the. It's a good way of up, putting that. Yeah, but uh, we will, we will re- return to the microphones when uh, if we have some people, and we'll, we'll talk about it more on Friday. We have some people that wanted to be on the show, but for one reason or another, uh, schedules or uh, health issues or whatever um, prevented them from being on the show. So we're gonna uh, hang on to our microphone switches and, and turn them back on when uh, when we have other people in. So. Don't uns- please whatever you do. Don't unsubscribe to whatever podcast service you're subscribed to, because we will be having special episodes uh, in in the near future. Hopefully, in the near near future. Um, but thank you all for being part of this show, and we'll 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 talk some more about this on on Friday after we get our super cool guest tomorrow. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thanks for being part of the show. If you'd like to talk about how this movie affected you or how our show affected you, it's always interesting to hear from you. Uh, please reach out to us on. Uh, on social media at uh on facebook of course at uh apollo 13 minutes mission control and on twitter at apollo 13 minute 
uh, we always always appreciate hearing from you if at all possible and don't don't always ask for this but if you could please uh, one of the ways people find out about our show is through the uh, Apple podcast reviews if you have iTunes or Apple podcasts if you could leave us a review or click as many stars as you feel uh, is our want uh, on their review site that helps us move up in uh, uh, people's you know when people are searching for science or some or movie uh, podcast to look for they, they look at they look at reviews so if you could leave us a review that would be greatly appreciated um, anyway we will return tomorrow with a really cool guest so uh, it looks like we're coming up on laws of signal in about 30 seconds and we will see you here tomorrow on the Apollo 13 minute.